With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Boy, your safety position that you were all over has really had something figured out now with Tony Jefferson coming over from the Baltimore Ravens. Clearly, that's going to be something that you know is worth monitoring, although that right now is a practice squad move that we expect to be in elevation. And then, of course, there's Jason Pinnock, the safety from the Jets, who the Giants got a good look at. Uh, where are you at with you know the fill of your safety void? You all pumped out of that ball? Well, you know, Sean, let, let's not kid ourselves. They were so thin there, even though the Dane Belton, the rookie out of Iowa, is practicing with the red shirt on. He's missed so much time as a rookie. How much could you realistically expect out of him during the early part of the season? Probably not much. And he was the third safety on this roster until these moves were just made the last couple of days ago. So, yes, you are absolutely right. I do think the addition of these two veterans, although Pinnock is a younger veteran, I think it is a significant move on the depth chart, even though you're not necessarily talking about old pro caliber players. Yeah, and look, suddenly the room kind of looks like a strength, which may be saying more about the roster in general. And one thing I keep coming back to, Paul, and I'm curious, Joe Judge always referred to Julian Love as duct tape, right? He was a guy that wherever you plug him in, he was going to do a solid job. He was voted a captain earlier this week as well. The Giants did add Justin Lane, a former third-round corner with the Steelers. That's been more or less a disappointment in Pittsburgh. They added Nick McLeod from the Bills. Obviously, that's somebody that Joe Shane was very much familiar with. But we talked about Aaron Robinson, you know, a young Cordell Flott, Dornay Holmes, Dory Jackson. This is a team that inevitably is going to suffer an injury, and we're going to be looking at cornerback depth as a problem. Do you think with the depth at safety, there is a chance we see Julian Love back in some coverage in that duct tape role this year? At some point in time, Sean, I think you make a very astute observation. Uh, I don't think that down the line you could rule that out if the Giants suppose that he is their best solution. Look, you and I both know Wink Martindale is very fluid with his positions. He's not going to marry guys to certain spots. He's going to say, look, I need certain jobs to get done. And whoever the best players are on the field to get that thing done is what's going to happen. So that means love at some point plays some corner. Maybe it means that. But, but again, without adding these two safeties the last couple of days, I don't think there's any way that he could have felt comfortable making a move such as that. Yeah, and and to round out all of this here, if you're curious, the Giants did have to 
waived Calitro, Hudson, and Nick Williams. They did bring them back after their IR moves. Max Garcia was brought back to the practice squad. Interesting to see whether he gets an elevation. And of course, they added Jack Anderson, Anderson, a former guard known, you know, in Buffalo from Joe Shane. Started though a game with Philadelphia a yeah. year ago. The Giants put three guys on IR though: Shane Lemieux, Ellerson Smith, and Rodarius Williams. And you've been with the Dable press conferences. I didn't like hearing the wording. We hope to get them back at some point on all three of those guys, uh, particularly Shane Lemieux. Where should our concern level be right now, Paul? Because i got to be honest, especially with Lemieux, I'm a little panicked. And the idea that Ellerson Smith is on IR is fine. And I know they ended up with Quincy Roche back on the practice squad. But again, that's one of those guys where it feels like, geez, is he always going to be hurt? I'm thinking Ellerson Smith for some time in early to mid-October. I'm thinking Shane Lemieux probably, ooh, more like Halloweenish mid-season okay. to maybe a little bit after that. Um, and, and with Darius Williams, probably similar. I'm thinking mid-season. I don't think there's any doubt, Sean, and you and I both know this. You put a guy on IR before the final 53, he's done for the season. So you have to be pretty sure that he's not going to make it back even for Thanksgiving. But the Giants feel extremely confident that all three of them are going to make it back well before Thanksgiving. And that's why they made the maneuvers that they had to make paperwork-wise to put these guys on IR following the initial 53 so that technically they could come back after the first month of the season. All right, I'm going to give you both a positive and a negative, and it surrounds around Shane Lemieux, okay? And this is obviously me from a fan's perspective, Paul. I look at this situation, and I think, number one, the positive is I have less questions about the offensive line than in past years, which is great, right? I mean, Evan Neal, you yeah. expect you know to have some bumps in the road. Andrew Thomas, voted captain, becoming an elite left tackle. And obviously, we like Lewinsky, Feliciano. At work, you know, mediocre we will take for the Giants right now. But boy, does this left guard situation scare me with Lemieux out. It really does. Uh, ben Bredesen and Josh Zudu were hurt. They're seemingly, I guess we want to lean towards healthy. This is obviously a team that signs Jason Anderson. Max Garcia floating around. He's on the practice squad. Who the heck is starting at left guard in Nashville, Paul? It's driving me nuts. You know, you got a real, real pain in the butt right there to figure that one out. Because here's the thing. They want... They want Azudo to be the next guy up. But because he's missed so much time, this rookie has really shown a lot of promise, but he missed so much time during the training camp. Sean, I can't tell you in two weeks that he's going to be coached up enough to be the starter. It's a big front the Titans have, Paul. It's a big front to rely it's on a guy. Nasty By the stuff. way, yeah, and Azudo was drafted you know, with a lot of upside, but we knew he was going to be a project working in the guard. They're throwing out their week one versus the Titans. I mean, that's asking a lot. On. Yeah. yeah. And that's asking a lot. It's asking an awful lot, which is why, to be honest with you, I'm not going to rule out Anderson, a guy who they just picked up. Now, remember, he was brought in by Buffalo originally when he came into the league under Dable and offensive line coach Bobby Johnson, and Joe Shane, who was the assistant GM up there at the time. So they, all three of them, know this guy extremely well. When he came out of school at Texas Tech, he was primarily a right guard who had practiced a ton at center. And the thing about him was he was scrappy, like a pit bull. They, they had a nickname for him. They called him Little Richie at Texas Tech. And that's because he reminded them of Richie Incognito, 
because he was a pit bull foaming at the mouth. That's a good nugget. And that's what Bobby Johnson wants primarily in his offensive linemen. He wants guys who will fight, scratch, gouge your eyes out, and claw. And so I'm not going to rule him out of a quick startup and possibly, possibly starting at left guard against Tennessee. I don't want to just put him aside.